0: This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant.
1: America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org.
0: We're delighted to welcome to this program U.S. Congressman Mike Bost, who represents the 12th district of the great state of Illinois in the U.S. House of Representatives. Congressman Bost is known to all for his commitment to advancing America's values and principles in Washington, D.C., a fight he began in the U.S. military, serving in the Marines, then as a first responder, a local job creator, and a state representative. Congressman Mike Bost, it is our great honor to have you back on America's Roundtable. Welcome, sir. Welcome, Congressman Bost. Thank
2: you, Joe and Natasha. It's good to see both of you and good to be with you today.
0: Uh, Congressman Boss, we
1: commend you for your leadership in introducing the legislation called Veteran Affairs Transparency and Trust Act, which was passed this week. This legislation is intended to increase transparency and accountability for how the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs spends its COVID-19 relief funds. Uh, Your bill passed with bipartisan support in the House. Uh, Congressman Boss, when do you anticipate for it to become the law and do you anticipate any obstacles?
2: We do not think there will be any obstacles. The Senate is well aware of the bill and and what it does, and we do believe that the Biden administration will sign the bill. We tried to pass the bill in the original the Biden Act at six percent COVID, the last COVID bill, because they were giving seventeen billion dollars more to the BA, and what we could see was when they already had ten billion dollars from the CARE Act. So the idea was, look. Our job to do our fiduciary duty is to have oversight on that. And we tried to get that amendment on that bill. Well, they didn't take that. But then all of a sudden they did realize after our pushing, my pushing, you can't just hand them all this money without saying, where is it going? How is it going to be handled? And we need a reporting process so that we know and we can do our job of oversight on that. So I did get the the Democrats to agree with us in the committee. We moved forward with that legislation and basically we didn't just hand them a blank check. We we gave them the money that they can use for COVID. I think it's a little bit much, but that being said, we will be able to track it. We will have uh, auditors on it every couple of weeks and we will be getting reports on how the money is being spent and making sure it's going to our veterans and being used wisely.
1: Do you have any sanctions and penalties uh, with the bill so that uh, any misspending can be addressed and appropriately withdrawn or any kind of penalties?
2: There's no sanctions per se, but our sheer oversight will allow us, if we see a problem, we can then move forward as a committee with follow-up legislation, either to remove the funds, bring the funds back, or redirect the funds.
1: Can taxpayers expect similar bills in requiring transparency from other government departments and agencies in COVID relief spending that you so well spearheaded in veteran affairs?
2: I I would hope so. Quite often, we don't have that level, but we need that level. With the VA, you've got to understand that during the ter- last year of the Trump administration, we gave the largest amount ever for operational funds at VA, and then with the CARES Act, we gave another 15 billion to deal with COVID. And then under the Biden bill, they gave them another 17 billion, even though they had 10 billion left of the CARES Act. So this is a case where, look, we're spending our great grandkids' money. would be very, very wise and make sure that if it is not needed. We rein that in. We actually had before the former Biden bill, we actually had conversation with the VA that they were not sure where they were going to spend the $10 billion they already had. Now, they didn't really need the $17 billion, but they were more than willing to take it, I guess, the way it sounded. And so we, we did not support the bill, but now at least we have oversight.
0: Congressman Boss, now shifting our attention to Israel, which has been on the minds and hearts of many Americans and those that truly support uh, the sovereign state of Israel, the Jewish homeland. We have seen the 3,000 rockets coming in from Gaza, targeting civilians in cities and towns, including Tel Aviv and Jerusalem, the capital of Israel. And now we found out that the Iron Dome's interceptors, uh, they cost between fifty dollars to $100,000 each while when the Hamas shoots these rockets it costs them somewhere around three hundred dollars according to news reports that we are reviewing we are deeply troubled by the weakening support for Israel as witnessed by the biden administration's policies and the actions as well as the loud voices from the Democratic side that some are calling for defunding the u.s assistance to Israel uh, to defend its own territory what are your your thoughts about it? And what should Americans do to shore up greater support for our trusted ally Israel in the Middle East? Well,
2: let's be very, very clear. Yesterday, President Biden, what he said was he told Israeli prime minister that he expected significant de-escalation today on the path to a ceasefire. You know, I don't think it is Israel that is responsible for the non-ceasefire, for the battle itself. It'd be very, very clear what Hamas is. Hamas is firing on Israel and it's a terrorist action. They are a terrorist group. And let's be very, very clear what they are. They are attacking civilians in Israel. They are attacking Israel with unprovoked, they started this attack. And for our administration to say, oh, well, now you need to work towards a ceasefire. No, I support and, and many of my colleagues support Israel's rights to defend itself against Hamas. And to be very, very clear, as you mentioned, it's actually, we've got reports of over 3,400 rockets that have been fired on Israel. And thank heaven for uh, the Iron Dome. The Iron Dome has blocked about 90% of those. That being said, there's no reason that we as a nation should not be supporting our, our best ally and being very, very clear that we we will not allow this to happen. And Israel. has has the right to defend itself. One thing that we were able to do, I'm real proud to sponsor House Resident 394, which condemns the actions of Hamas against the the people of Israel. It recognizes Jerusalem as the legitimate capital city of the state of Israel. It supports Israel's effort to, to defend itself and hold its secure forces against anyone who would attack it. It reaffirms the support of the policies uh, combating anti-Semitic behavior around the world, we have to make sure that we send a clear message that we are Israel's biggest ally. I'm a little bothered by the fact that this particular administration doesn't run out as hard as the other administration to be show very, very clear support for, that, for our best ally. And so I'm a little frustrated with it. I know I'm a whole lot frustrated with it. We
1: believe that this conflict was avoidable. And if we think about Hamas being listed as a terrorist organization, not just by the US, but by the European Union, by Canada, by Japan, by the rest of the Western world, and this week, this past week, actually, House Democrats rejected sanctions on overseas Hamas supporters. How would you interpret that? I mean, our administration listed Hamas as a terrorist organization, while our representatives' In the House actually support their funding. They support the funding going to Hamas, our own representatives in the House. So what should people do? What should
2: voters do? Well, what voters should do is if your member of Congress actually does support Hamas and support the act of terrorists against our greatest ally, they should be very clear that they should not support that particular person for Congress the next time that person runs. We, we elect our members of Congress. I would only hope that no matter where you're at in this United States, that you understand how strong of an ally Israel is and how much of a terrorist group Hamas is, And that we should do everything we can to support our friends and defeat our enemies. And unfortunately, we have certain people that have been elected that do not understand that.
0: We thank you so much for your leadership, Congressman Mike Bost, on the vital issues of our day here in the United States and also to stand strong with our ally Israel, uh, the Jewish sovereign state in the Middle East. Congressman Mike Bost represents the 12th district of the great state of Illinois in the U.S. House of Representatives. And we thank you so much, sir, for joining us on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C.
2: Thank you, Congressman Bost. Thank you
0: for having me on today. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's two FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorich, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant.
1: America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org.